Microphone check. check. One, one, two. two. Come on, Come on you're wasting, wasting time. time. You're wasting time. <laughs> I, I need, need to touch set. your mic. Right. I need to touch, touch your, your mic. mic. You, you don't want to be sweating. <laughs> oh, I didn't do all that. So you should Sean, be Sean, I can't yeah, hear. I need, I need to, to be able to hear, hear you separately. You, <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to hear me just fine. That is what I have to put up with, you guys, when Sean comes on the show. Yeah, I'm trying to do a simple mic check, and him and his games pray for me. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hey, hey, everybody. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. We are in episode 90, you guys, 90, episode 90, and we are almost done with this Communication 101 series. Today, I have a special surprise for you, a couple of surprises. Actually, number one, we are going to announce the winner of our podcast review contest. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, I let you guys know that we were in the middle of a review contest where I wanted to hear from you guys. I wanted to hear how Real Relationship Talk is helping you, how it is affecting you, if it's helping your marriages, if it's helping you to have deeper conversations or more effective conversations. And so you all delivered, and I'm super excited to share who the winner is in just a second. But the second surprise that I have for you all today is we have a Back by Popular Demand my husband, Sean, on today's episode, and we are talking all about how men and women communicate differently. Now, you guys, I'm just going to apologize in advance for his shenanigans, okay? First and foremost, it took me weeks to get him back on the podcast. I had been wanting Sean to come back on for a couple of weeks, and to his credit, he's had a surgery. He's super busy running a business and working and all of the things, blah, 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 blah. The point is, we have him today, and Honestly, y'all, I don't even know if this episode is going to help you or not. I mean, I couldn't get through the episode without laughing at his crazy self, um, but we had a great time. We had a great time recording it, and so I'm just going to hope that there's some gold in these darn hills that you can find as we talk about how men and women communicate differently. And, of course, some of these are generalizations. Some of these are stereotypes because, truth be told, a lot of what we have been taught and a lot of even the expert advice that is out there is more stereotypical. And I break the mold a little bit. And maybe you're a woman listening and you're going to find that you too don't necessarily have those, quote, feminine characteristics. Maybe you communicate more like a man. And so if that's you, you are in good company. If you're a man listening and you're like, I actually am more emotional than the average man, or maybe you're a woman and you're thinking, my husband actually doesn't quite fit that mold. It is okay. The point is, men and women typically communicate differently. And so opposite to track, we talk about that a little more in the episode, but I don't want to give that all away. At this time, drum roll, please. You guys, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. 
And so when I was reading through these podcast reviews, my little heart was just a fluttering away because I'm just so grateful that not only are you all sending in positive words of affirmation, but from what I can read, at least, this podcast is really helping you in your relationships. So I just want to give an honorable mention to everyone who submitted a review, whether you submitted one on Apple Podcasts or whether you emailed me. I got a couple of emails from folks saying, we don't have an iPhone. I don't listen on Apple Podcasts, but this is what I think. And so I'll be utilizing those reviews on my website and other places. So your uh, your work and your appreciation does not go in vain. However... There can only be one winner of the $50 Amazon gift card. And that's winner is... You're going to have to listen to it at the end of the episode. That's right. That's right. You guys know I can't bring you onto a podcast episode with my husband talking about how men and women communicate and just give you all the goods up front. So we're actually going to tell you the winner at the end of the episode, okay? All right. Well, without any further ado, y'all, are y'all ready to jump into this dumpster fire with me? Because I'm telling you, this episode was a hot mess. But again, I think you're going to find some value in it as well. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with my honey, my boo, Mr. Sean Williams. All right, Sean, here we are in episode 90, and I'm so happy to have you here on the show today. People are always asking when you're coming back on, and so I figured I couldn't do a communication series without having you as a guest on the show. So are you excited to be here? Sure. Greatly excited. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are. Y'all, this man, he plays too much. I'm going to include a blooper reel to all of your shenanigans earlier today. But all right, you guys, well, we are here talking about communication. And I thought, what better episode to have Sean on than to talk about how men and women communicate differently? Now, the truth be told, a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today are generalizations. And honestly, I've told you this, Sean, I feel like a lot of times I communicate like a man. Like there are a lot of the stereotypical women characteristics that I just really don't have. And so we're going to throw out some differences and then we are going to share with you guys which of us tends to be that person. Okay, so we're going to play a little game. You ready? Sure. All right. I'm going to win. Why don't you say hello to the people? It's been several episodes. Hello to the people. Since you've been a guest on the show. What have you been up to? Tell us a little bit about maybe an update. You got some scars on your arm. Would you like to tell everybody what you've been doing? Why are you putting my business out there? <laughs> it wasn't caused by me. Let's just let's just put was that it or out was there. It, not? it was not. Are you sure? Since you tend to communicate like a man, are you sure? That was all the men just got offended. Okay. <laughs> what happened to your arm? Nothing. My arm is just fine. So Sean just had a rotator cuff surgery. Since he doesn't want to tell everybody. And so he's been dealing with that. Listen, that is one way that men and women heal differently. Women don't mind sitting down somewhere and letting their bodies recuperate Mm -hmm. versus other people feeling like they can drive two days after post-op. We won't mention any names, though. I mean, I got things to do. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things you have to do is to be on this episode today. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and get into this. All right. So the first thing that... Men and women, according to statistics, the first way that men and women communicate differently is through body language. And I know I've been teasing out that we are going to have a whole episode dedicated to nonverbal communication, but this is one of those nonverbal 
uh, points of communication is body language. Actually, look at me right now. Even as I'm talking, I'm moving my arms. I'm gesturing. And so women typically use more body language. Men typically don't. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I totally agree. One thousand percent. So how does that show up in our relationship? Just like you said, your hands moving, neck moving, eyes rolling, head popping, all that while I'm just sitting there. I don't do any of that. I'm going to we're going to get another guest for this episode today. So body language, typically men do not communicate with as much nonverbals. Men, it's not that they don't do eye contact. It's not that they don't um, show nonverbal communication because they do. But typically women do tend to be a little bit more expressive in their body language. So when I'm with my best friend, we'll be talking and she'll slap me on the shoulder or I'll elbow her. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just how we talk. That's it's just fighting, how we that's communicate. That's fighting stuff right there. <laughs> slap me and elbow me and punch me now. Uh-uh. Well, I slap you like I forgot about your shoulder. Either, even today we were over in the kitchen and I said something and I kind of slapped you on your shoulder just like that's how... That's how and, I And what was my nonverbal? I cut my eyes at you and said, <laughs> do it again. You did. <laughs> All right. So nonverbals, body language. All right. Another way that statistically men and women communicate differently is through apologizing, whereas women a lot of times will apologize. Will like, not apologize? Okay. Women will apologize, whereas they'll say things like, you know, oh, I'm really sorry, but, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, like, things like that. Not necessarily apologizing for what they did wrong. Oh, got it. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. almost like apologizing, like, in conversation. Like, I'm sorry. And and when I thought about that, see, this is where I differ from a lot of women. Like, I don't do that. As a matter of fact, several years ago, uh, Rachel Hollis wrote a book called Girls Stop Apologizing. And this is exactly what she was talking about, whereas women will make themselves small a lot of times just because I believe societally we have been conditioned that way. Whereas men typically don't do that. Men aren't going to start a conversation off saying, I'm sorry, but they're just going to say what they need to say. And if you don't like it, oh, well. Majority of the time, yeah, it depends on what it is. Right. I mean, again, these are generalizations. But for me, I definitely do not uh, start conversations like that. I'm very careful about my words, and I tend not to use words that are unnecessary, like, I'm sorry, but. Okay, so this one I thought was interesting. This next way that men and women communicate differently is through compliments. Men typically do not give out compliments, and women typically do give out compliments. So I know I'm a very complimentary person. If I am just meeting a woman for the first time, I'd be like, oh, I love your shoes. I love your hair. I love your earrings. Like, I'm always complimenting people. So men compliment differently. You know, when we say, man, trying to be like you. you yeah. You know, get, get like you, man, or stuff like that. That's how we compliment. You know, we're not going to say, oh, man, we really like the way those pants look on you. Right. You know, or... <laughs> I don't think women say that either. Like, I don't think a woman would say, oh, I love how that dress looks on you. Like most women, at least. So, yeah, you're right, though. I have heard guys saying that about each other. And it's kind of that camaraderie. Like the same reason that women compliment is to find common ground. A lot of women compliment because they're trying to show the other woman that they're not a threat or I respect you. I respect your style, your taste. I'm trying to connect with you. So is that the same reason that men typically compliment other men? Yeah, it just depends. I mean, we, we do that when we need to and when we don't, you know, situations where 
It's not a time of compliment. We're not a compliment. We can come in there and stand ground and look, look you up and down and let you know what's up, you know, because usually when a man walks in a room, we, everybody, we're sizing each other up and then it's, all right, what's up? I don't think that anyone expects you, if you're in a conflicting situation, to offer compliments. It's not even conflicting. It's whenever we walk in a room, we're still sizing that room up just to see, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm small in this room or I'm big in this room. And once I get to know somebody, yeah, I compliment. Yeah, I'm trying to be like you, trying to do that, you know, different things like that. Okay. Well, another way that men and women communicate differently is feelings versus factual. So typically, and this is kind of where the stereotypes go, right, where a lot of men just like the facts, just the facts, ma'am, whereas women will become very detail-oriented. So we were talking about this earlier today, and I said, I am just like, give me the facts. And you were like, no, you're not. You like to talk about the details. Do I really sound like that? That's how you sound to me. (laughs) That's how you sound to me. Well, I am very fact-oriented. You know, you are very detailed. Let me me know the details about it. Explain this. Well, well, no, no, no. No, what about – go back. How did it start here? And how did – what led to this? And what led to that? That's true. Well, I think it depends. Like, when I'm talking to you, I want all the details because you give, like, the bare minimum, bare bone – you give the bare bone conversation. And then – you don't give any context. So you'll just start in the middle of a story and then expect me to know the intro. See, when I communicate to people, I communicate in story. Every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so then it has a setting, right? You got to tell people where the story happened, who are the characters. I go to details. That's called a story. <laughs> That's like the basics of an actual the details, story. Not so the facts. When you are communicating with me, you don't even include characters. You'll be like, and then he said, who is he? Who is he, Sean? Who is he? I said, the, the matter of fact of the story is this. This is a story. Right. But what I'm trying to communicate to you, dear, is in order for me to follow along with your stories, I need to know who are the characters. You can't just start in the middle of the thing and then just start talking about he. You don't need to know who characters are. Okay. Just, they're pronouns. Let's move on because <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Seriously, though, sometimes it is so frustrating. And you probably see me being like, Sean, what what are you talking about right now? And in your mind, you know that you you know your story because mm-hmm. you lived it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to communicate it to me, I didn't live it. So I need those details. I need to be able to know where the story took place and who was around so that I, too, can create the story that you've already lived in your mind. Does that make sense? I hear you, Miss Details. Okay. okay. So the next time you tell a story, we're going to see if you listened. Yes, ma'am, Miss Details. We're going to see if you listened to episode 89, Seven Tips on Being a Better Listener. We're going to see if you oh, listened. I was this is episode 90. I know. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, so who's listening? All right. Not? Boom. Okay. So women typically do like details. And as we've just discussed, you know, for me, I do like details. Um, but it honestly depends on who I'm talking to. Because, like, Kayla, bless her soul, this is our daughter, you guys, our daughter, Kayla, will tell you a 30-minute story, and she'll just be in the introduction. I'll be like, Kayla, oh, my gosh, I'm dying. Please get to the point. Okay, another difference between men and women is quality versus quantity, and this is what we're just talking about. So men oftentimes want to get to the point, and women, a lot of times, they're not necessarily concerned about getting to the point, but women love to have longer conversations. Would you agree? Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> I love to talk. I love to communicate. You know why? 
The well, details. Yeah, but why do you、okay. think? Like, why does that matter to me? Why does having the details matter to you? Like, why do I like long conversations? Because one of your love languages, right? It's one of my love languages. Is what? What is it like? What does it mean? Longer conversations equal what to me? Quality time. Quality time. So when we're having quality time, and I'm talking to you about something, I don't want to just have a two minute conversation. I want to. I want to talk to you. I want to connect. And I think that is, you know, I keep using that word connect, 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 and that's what communication is really all about. It's about connecting. So if you miss that point because you're just trying to tell me the details or you're just trying to tell me the facts, I guess I should say, then I'm not going to feel connected with you. And you might be like, okay, box checked. I told her about whatever happened in my day, but I'm not feeling that connection. So if I get on the phone with one of my girlfriends, we can talk for an hour and a half. It's great. That's my love language. I'm、mm. like, this is amazing. Now I have to do that every day, but I actually do. I enjoy talking to you. So. Hey guys, I wanted to break into the episode real quick to kind of give you a little bit of a teaser. I am not going to share who the podcast winner is, but I do want to read you their review. So this person wrote, "I really like that my husband shares an interest in this podcast with me. Since I started listening, he's always asking to listen to it with me and gets upset if I listen without him." I feel like this podcast allows us to have deep conversations and connect on levels we haven't always been able to, thanks to you and Sean's transparency. We're a grateful couple of listeners. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. That's such a great review. And if you're listening, you know who you are. So congratulations, you have won the podcast review contest. I will let all of the rest of you know exactly who this person is at the end of the episode. All right, back to our show. All right. Next up, how are some other ways that men and women communicate differently when we're talking about like initiating conversations? So, a lot of times, men typically do not initiate conversations. Most of the time, women are the ones who are initiating the conversation. So, if a husband comes home from work and a wife says, "Hey, how was your day?" What does that mean to you? You ask me about my day. I said, I mean, nothing more, nothing less. What does it mean? How about you tell so, me? So no, like I'm asking you, like, what does that mean? If I say, "How was your day?" What What would a typical response be from you? Depends on what the day, how it went. So if it was a pretty chill day, nothing, no, easy, chill, nothing. If it was some something happened, then tell you something happened. You know, if it's worth talking about. So most women, they're not just looking for facts. Again, they're looking for feelings. They're wanting to know: Did you have a good day? Were you happy today? What was the what was your emotional state throughout your day? Did anybody make you upset today? Did you find joy in your day? Like those are all the things that we're looking for. Generally speaking, obviously, all women don't communicate this way. But I know for me, I'm not just wanting to know about the conversation that you had with somebody at work. I want to know about how you felt in that conversation. What were you feeling leading up to that conversation? How did you feel after that conversation? Well, it depends on how the conversation goes. Because if it's a, a bad conversation, most men don't like to relive it.、Mm-hmm. We don't want to. Go back to something that might have made us upset or angry. We like to go. All right, we're done with it. Dealt with it. And press on and move on.、Mm-hmm. Now you want to go back to it and take me back to that place, and then wonder why I'm upset. And you weren't here. That's not me. Well, you asked me about it and brought it up, and now I'm reliving those feelings again. So that's what comes with it. So a lot of us suppress our 
feelings and that and move on and keep on pressing. So what would be the happy medium then? Because if a wife is trying to connect with her husband and asking him a simple question like, how is your day? And then maybe he didn't have a good day. And so he's not really being forthright. She's going to feel disconnected. And then if he, quote, gives in, he might feel even more frustrated because, as you just said, he's having to relive these these traumatic moments, if you will, you know, not to over exaggerate it. But what would be the happy medium would you suggest? I mean, most of the time for me is if I say I had a bad day, it was like, just give me some time and I can talk about it later or so. And you've gotten better. And we, okay, well, just let me know when you're ready. So and then we can, when I'm ready or able to talk about it without getting all upset or whatever bothered, then we have a conversation and we keep, keep on pressing on it. I think that's a happy medium. Well, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that a lot of times women specifically will say things like, my husband never opens up to me. He doesn't tell me about his feelings. And in our relationship, I find myself having to dig a lot of times. I'll have to dig a little bit beyond just the surface answer that you're giving me. And over time, you kind of learn your spouse's nuances. You learn how they are. You learn their trigger points. You learn all that stuff over time. But it can also, over time, foster deeper disconnection. If you're only talking about surface things and if you're not really willing to, not that men have to sit there and cry and talk about their emotions all the time, but, like, it can't just be, like, how is your day? Good. You know, there has to be some more substance because, again, most women who are asking that question are asking as a point of connection. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes dollars. Got it. Makes dollars? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does it make sense? No, it makes dollars. Oh, my gosh. Makes dollars? Okay. Okay. Well, back to our subject. Okay, negotiation. I thought this was interesting. So, typically, men do not like to negotiate. Now, when I think of negotiation, the first thing, of course, that comes to my mind is like negotiating a car sale, right? And so, typically, you will hear most men are the negotiators, where most car salesmen take advantage of women because women are not negotiators. What this is talking about is not that. This is talking about in conversations, if we are having a conversation, most men are matter of fact, they want their way, and they're not really willing to budge from what they feel, whereas women are typically more able to negotiate. And what are you? I am an excellent negotiator, I think, in conversations. I'm always trying to, yes, get my point across, but also trying to make the other person feel validated and valued. So if I can give a little so that they can also feel like it's a win for them, why are you laughing? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Do you disagree? You're you're learning. I'm not I, learning. I, I this think, is something that I'm, I'm I actually really good at. Really um learning from my class I'm teaching. Oh, my gosh. Sean, give me uh, an example of how you negotiate in a conversation with me. I don't have to. You don't have an example. I have plenty of examples. Give me one since you have plenty. But I think you're learning well from the the class I'm putting on for you. I've learned how to negotiate this relationship. (laughs) You have not learned to negotiate. So I've learned how to negotiate conversation, conflict, and everything. (laughs) Maybe we should do another episode. (laughs) I just...
just want I just want to know I just want to know an example of when you negotiate a conversation since you have lots of examples please do share what the real relationship talk community one Now's not the time. <laughs> Now's not the time. This is exactly the time. This is actually the point. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I'm waiting. So, again, I think you're learning well. You're a good student, and you've gotten better at negotiating conversation. <laughs> so continue to do what you're doing, okay. and you will learn to be an expert so negotiator So another like way that men and women communicate differently are men typically are not uh, honest about their real feelings, and women typically are. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I've gotten better at of balancing both. Um and communicating how I feel with you. So, um, but generally, yeah, you're right. It's more females communicate, communicate, I mean, and over-communicate their feelings versus a guy will just hold it in. What do you mean over-communicate their feelings? Just what I said. So you're going to communicate and you're going to make sure that I know how you feel. So that's over-communicating because if I don't respond how you think I should, then you're going to continue to communicate that until I respond. I wouldn't call it over-communicating because that makes it sound like it's something that is a little extra, that something is being done too much. I would call it clarity. So if I'm trying to communicate to you something and you're not getting it, then I'm going to continue to communicate until we're clear. I may get it, but I may not respond the way you think I should respond. Hmm. So why do you think men are so hard-pressed to communicate their actual feelings? Because two two people can't both be emotional. Somebody's got to be rational. Okay, so just because someone shows emotion doesn't mean that they're not rational. You can be an emotional person. Like, all humans are emotional. Just like when you say when we're somewhere and if you see me getting upset or emotional, and you're like, oh, snap, what's going on? I'm, a, I'm I'm nervous. He's like this. Oh, oh, my, oh, my gosh. So somebody's got to be rational. Like, okay, let's navigate through this. Well, well, I guess the difference, though, is that you can have a conversation about your emotions without being emotional. So if I'm upset at something now, if I'm upset, I'm probably going to show it. But I can be upset at something and not fly off the wall. Or you can be upset about something and just say, you know, I was at work today. This thing happened and it made me really upset. That's not being emotional. That's just emoting. That's just sharing your emotion. Mm -hmm. But I find that a lot of men are not comfortable doing that. And so, I mean, I know that society. There you go. Yeah. Can't look weak. But why does it have to be weak? That's what society is labeled. Well, I want to relabel it. So to every man who's listening today including my husband here, Sean, I want you all to know that showing your emotions is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of vulnerability, which unfortunately people look at vulnerability as being weak. And try and take advantage. So you can't be vulnerable and you can't be weak. But this is the thing. You have to trust your spouse. If you think that your spouse is going to take advantage of you, then you have bigger problems than communication. True. So if you actually are in a healthy relationship, not a perfect relationship, but a healthy relationship where you can trust your spouse, which hopefully you do, or your partner, you can trust them, then you don't have to worry about being taken advantage of. You don't have to worry about that information being used against you at a later time. 
So I think that just takes trust, and you have to be able to be willing to it takes share. Trust and time. It so, takes I mean, trust and time. Yeah, because you have to. I mean, build that. Because if you have done that in the past, that takes mm-hmm. a while to build build that trust to be able to do it again. Because you only can think of what you known the things that happened in the past. Right. So. Well, we had a conversation. I won't get all into it, but recently where you were really vulnerable and it was different. It was like, oh, wow, that's a different Sean. Mm-hmm. Testing the waters to see how you respond. Did I did I pass the test? I told you you've been a really good student. Sean, I am not a student of yours. <laughs> Lord Jesus. All right. Well, in conclusion... <laughs> I think that obviously some people are listening. They're like, no, you know, I identify as a woman. I identify more like the men or men even might feel like I identify more with the women. And so I would just say people don't don't get so caught up in the stereotypes, but understand that in most relationships, opposites attract. Yeah, don't get caught up in labels or stereotypes like Dana said. It's good to have a healthy balance of both. You know, um, sometimes the man is going to respond like they say a female should, mm-hmm. and sometimes the female is going to respond like the man supposed to, supposedly. So it's okay if it's different. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes, you know, Danny and I, we, we flex and we flip-flop and respond differently. And so it's okay. I mean, there's a, we have a balance, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We're growing and I think we're learning. And the way that we communicate today is way different than we communicated even just a couple years ago. You know, all of these lessons that we have been discussing, all of these episodes have been because these are things that you and I have dealt with. The silent treatment, we dealt with that. Listening, we've not been good listeners of each other. Um You know, holding things in, getting easily offended, like every single episode that we have talked about has probably in some way, shape or form been something that you and I have dealt with in our relationship. And the truth is we're still learning and we're still growing. And I think your spouse can be your greatest teacher, as you have said inaccurately throughout the podcast episode. But I think that your spouse could be your greatest teacher because you tell them the truth. There you go. Because they could give you good feedback. Mm hmm. So if I'm so I would ask you if I'm doing well, I need I need feedback. Yes. Yes. I got you. You got me. I got you. All right. And if I'm not doing well, then I also need feedback, because if you don't get feedback, if you just hold it in, I'm not going to know where I need to improve on. You're right. I will improve as a teacher. So my student knows where she's. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you keep laughing? Because you you just use funny. But you no, you're funny. right. You're right. So I I work on um, being more communicative in my feedback and when you're doing positive and negative things. All right. How do you feel like I do? Do I give you good feedback? At times. I mean, we can always improve. I didn't say so. what we can improve. Do you feel like I give you feedback on how you're communicating? At times. Sometimes you do or sometimes you revert back and do the same thing. What's reverting back and doing the same thing look like? Silent. If, if something's wrong with me and you don't, if I say nothing, then you might go off in your own little world. And I'm like, geez, I'm just was tired or something. And you thinking there's a whole something, whatever. You didn't form this whole thing in your whole mind. And it was nothing. Maybe I revert back to that silent treatment because I'm giving you space. Well, you need to communicate that. 
Because if I don't say nothing, you don't say nothing, then we're both thinking something crazy, and you're I'm just giving you space. I'm like, dang, why why are you mad at me? Mm-hmm. What did I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, you survived another episode. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Survive. Yes. You were all in a tizzy about getting on this episode today. I was not in a tizzy. (laughs) Yes, you were. What are we going to talk about? I don't get in a tizzy. I just need to know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. so I can roll. I mean, so like when she told me, I was like, okay, this this is pretty simple. You know, she's a good student learning. So (laughs) thank you for being on the show today, Sean. I hope that you guys got some kind of value out of this. This, I don't even know what this was, conversation today. And um, we just want to encourage you guys, just like we're in process, so are you. And so continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to ask for feedback from your spouse and give feedback. And so that's one of the things I think that's going to be a growth opportunity for us. We're going to we're going to be more intentional about that. I agree. All right. All right, you guys. Bye. Okay. well, I hope that you have not cheated and come to the end of this episode just to hear who the podcast review winner is. I hope that you actually gained some insight, some knowledge, some wisdom. Maybe you yourself had a good laugh. Hey, if that's all that we could provide you with was a good laugh, then job well done. I'm patting myself on the back here. So thank you, Sean, for being with us. Uh, You're going to be invited back. Uh, Next time, I'm going to give you a script. How about that? So um, I hope that you guys, again, as I said in the intro, understand that some of the things that we talked about were generalizations. And maybe you find that you are more of the opposite gender, if that makes sense. And that's okay. If that's you, that's fine. Um, The point that we all need to take away from this is learning how your spouse communicates, learning that there are differences, there are nuances. And guess what, y'all? We grow. So the way that you've communicated in the beginning part of your marriage, hopefully, is not the same way that you're still communicating because hopefully you're growing, you're evolving, you're learning, you're becoming more spiritually mature, you're becoming more emotionally mature. Okay, guys, well, I'm not going to delay this any longer. You guys have been so patient. And I just want to, again, thank everybody who submitted a podcast review. Keep them coming. Podcast reviews are so important to podcasts. They help other listeners find the show. Um, Just like many of us, when we're looking for a restaurant, we pull up Yelp. When we're looking for a good hotel, we usually find TripAdvisor or what have you. When people are trying to find a good podcast to listen to, they look through the reviews. And so without any further ado, I want to congratulate Miss LaQuisha Jackson, who submitted her podcast review. And this is what she said. She said, I really like that my husband shares an interest in this podcast with me. Since I started listening, he's always asking to listen to it with me and gets upset if I listen without him. I feel like this podcast allows us to have deep conversations and connect on levels we haven't always been able to. Thanks to you and Sean's transparency. We're a grateful couple of listeners. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. That is some great feedback. LaQuisha, thank you so much for that review. I really appreciate you taking the time to write that. And again, everybody who wrote in a podcast review, I so appreciate all of you. And um, just continue to listen to the episodes. Continue to share this podcast with any and everyone that you know could use some inspiration, some encouragement, and even some advice in their marriages or in their relationships. So that wraps it up for our show today. 
And as we close today, remember you all that communication is an art and a science. I can give you the practical tips and advice to help you in your relationships, but you are going to have to paint on the canvas of your own relationship. And as you give feedback and receive feedback, you are going to grow in deeper connection with the one that you love. So thank you so much for being here today. Can't wait to see you all on next week's episode as we continue in our Communication 101 series. Have a great day. Take care. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Want to learn more about God and His will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.